everybody, and welcome to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined today by my wonderful friends and GBG co-founders, Derek Bittner and Steve Bowling, along with our very special guest, Blessing Adeoye Jr. from Kinda Funny Games. Blessing, we're so honored to have you here on the show, man. How's it going? I'm doing really good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Like I've been, I I talk to Steve all the time, right? And like see you guys launch GVG and and have it be such a cool thing. Uh, it's been super exciting to watch and see. And yeah, I'm glad to finally be here to be, be to be on content with you guys. Man, thank you. It's so great much. to have you. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. What a to day too. The last time we <laughs> yeah. talked was before the launch. Was when we streamed Ghost of Tsushima Legends together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a really fun time. That yeah, was man, fun. I need to yeah, play I... more of that. I've been trying to get more and more people into Ghost of Tsushima so that I have some multiplayer uh, to play. We, <laughs> I even hopped in on, on your Twitch channel and, and played a little yes. bit of that with you. But, man, that game is so damn good. And I, I haven't really messed with it since the uh, PS5 update, so I really need to try it. Yeah. No, I, and I'm not, I don't even usually go for multiplayer experiences like that, and even I was having a great time so i'd love to, to, to revisit it it's just you know too much too many games right too little time as I always say. So <laughs> that, many is, that is always the case yes yes um so we obviously have a nintendo direct a full-length general nintendo direct to discuss but before that uh michael phone our our lovely uh, patron michael phone is the sponsor for today's episode and uh he says are you tired with the negativity in games coverage are you looking for a new game to play? Well, good news. Michael Phone is starting a new series finding all the good in media that's considered underrated, forgotten, or downright mediocre. The first two episodes have been released talking about Dead Island and everybody's favorite, and that's in quotes, Bobcat, Bubsy, what could possibly go wrong? And once the channel hits 2,500 subscribers, there will be a very special episode on Fast and the Furious Crossroads, which I know I got to check out. I'm a huge <laughs> Fast and the Furious fan. So uh, make sure to check out Microphone on YouTube. Uh, we will have a link in the description below for those of you watching the VOD version. Uh, but for those of you in our live, live audience watching right now, I'm going to post the link or paste the link in the chat right now and please uh, head over to Michael Phone's channel and give him a subscribe. Let's get him uh get him up as many subs as we possibly can. Absolutely. So, get that uh, 2500 yeah. so Ash can watch watch Fast and Furious. <laughs> exactly. And uh Michael Phone, thank you again for being such a staunch supporter of the <clears throat> channel and for sponsoring today's episode. With that said, guys, it's direct discussion time. It is we we just had our first full-length general Nintendo Direct in a year and a half, which is it, it both does and doesn't feel like it's been that long, weirdly enough. Oh, thank you for pinning that, Steve, or Derek. Uh, <laughs> thank you for doing that. And, uh, yeah, so we have a lot to talk about, uh, but Blessing, you are our special guest today. So let's go ahead and start with, uh, we're going to start with our overall thoughts on, on the Direct. And Blessing, how are you feeling about an hour and 15 minutes after Direct time? Oh, man. I So I, I should preface this by saying I definitely set my expectations way too high for this Direct. <laughs> I'm okay. at, I, I'm at the place where, you know, it's been over over a year since a proper Nintendo Direct in the way that it is a, not like a specialized thing, it is a Direct that is covering the slate of Nintendo titles coming. Uh, and so with that, you know, like, when you look at 2020, and, and when you look at what we got last year, you know, the big games from Nintendo were Animal Crossing, and then Paper Mario, and some things here or there, right? Super Mario, th- um, uh, the, collect- the 3D game collection, 3D All-Stars. Uh, and like... You know, that's a decent year, but I, I was kind of looking forward to seeing more titles. And I figure with COVID and all this stuff probably pushing their development, 
that we'd see games get pushed into 2021. And so with that, I was like, okay, okay, cool. You know, maybe this direct will be the one that truly blows the lid off and we see all these cool games announced and we, we get more info about Breath of the Wild and, and a new Mario and, and, you know, exciting games coming from left and right. And this direct wasn't necessarily that, right? Like this direct had, I think, announcements that were for many different types of fans. And I think for that, you know, it was a pretty cool time. But overall, I'll say that I was pretty let down by the, by the overall quality of announcements. You know, I was looking forward to some bigger things than what we got. Mario Golf is probably one of the games I am the most excited for out of this direct. Out of this direct. And I don't know. I feel, like for, I feel like for that to be the case, that doesn't speak too highly of it. Because even though I, I enjoy Mario Golf, and I'm very excited for Mario Golf, and I'm also excited for No More Heroes 3, those aren't like the tent poles that I want from Nintendo. Those don't char- don't necessarily for me characterize uh, 2021 as being a banger year the way that I felt like 2017 and 2018 and other years were. Right. That's fair. fair. I went into it. I always keep my hype very low with these sort of things because I know how Nintendo works. They are uh, fickle with what you expect. You know, they'll give you a huge hype things when you don't when you least expect it, and when you're like, "Oh, this is the best opportunity to show this thing," they do nothing with it. Um, it's it's always very odd. But I came away from this pretty happy uh, with you know we got our new Smash Fighter, which I'm super happy about. We got a surprise. Uh, released to me never expected to see this game localized in Famicom Detective Club uh, Mario right. Golf as you said Blessing looks fantastic in a way that Ace has kind of revitalized um, Mario Tennis and uh, I, I I'm weirdly excited for Miitopia maybe not for the game itself like it's good on its own but for what that game kind of represents to me and we'll get into it once we actually start talking about it and of course uh, uh, Skyward Sword HD, which is always fun. Right. Like, I think there's enough major announcements here for me that I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm sold. I'm happy with this. I it kept me interested from announcement to annou- announcement. I didn't really feel many much downtime with this direct. Sure, I I think it helps that I truly was not expecting any Breath of the Wild two or Metroid Prime four or New mm-hmm. Mario. You know, we just got Bowser's Fury, so I, I think it's time to let Mario kind of chill for a bit. So I wasn't expecting anything like Odyssey two. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, Breath of the Wild 2. So I didn't feel really let down in that sense. I was maybe thinking we'd see something with 2D Metroid, uh, but we didn't, and that's that's kind of a shame. But I think because I wasn't expecting any of those big tentpole things to appear in this Direct, I didn't really feel let down. Um, and we got a really cool surprise in Splatoon 3, which is a tentpole title we didn't. I don't think any of us predicted. <laughs> so um, I, I, I'm kind of sitting in between a 7 and an 8. I'd probably go like a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, for me right now, uh, maybe like a B or you know, a B-ish level for direct, but I typically enjoyed it. And there were some really cool surprises I was not expecting, like Legend of Mana. Getting a Legend of Mana remaster with, a, with an arranged soundtrack, that's exciting to me. Uh, we got a new No More Heroes 3 trailer. I'm not normally the kind of person to be into Mario Golf, but that speed golf mode, man, Dude, that, looks looks yeah. Like, yeah. that looks like my jam. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But uh, Steve, we, uh, you haven't weighed in yet, man. How are you feeling about this direct? Yeah. So um, after after we finished recording and I had a minute to process everything that had happened, one, I will say there are some moments that were crazy hype for me. You guys know I lost my shit when Splatoon 3 showed up. Uh, that was not yeah. something I was expecting. I think that was a real nice surprise, even if it is 2022. Um, I think that Skyward Sword HD is a big one for me. I love Skyward Sword. Um I like the, you know, the 
Nintendo always gets me with the special edition hardware stuff. So the 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 Joy-Con were pretty dope. I like the design on those. I got that red Mario Switch back here hiding somewhere. Um, <laughs> nice. So obviously they know how to take money directly out of my wallet on those types of things. Uh, Pyro and Mithra were cool, but the more I kind of sit back and I, I think critically about what we saw, not as a Nintendo fan, but I think critically about it, I'm like, mm, there wasn't a ton of stuff there. There wasn't, it, it was, it was a good direct, not a great direct is, is what I would say. Mm. I liked it. I, think I definitely yeah. enjoyed it. There were some hype ass moments for me, but at the same time I, th- I sit back and I think, okay, well, what am I going to be playing soon? Nothing. <laughs> there's, there's summer there's still right. nothing may to be playing yeah summer summer is a, a little ways away though um you know fall guys sounded cool coming to the switch i still want to know more about that but I that mean, was a nice thing that's a broad ass window though because when we all know yeah. when a publisher says summer they mean like the last day of summer yeah, they mean <laughs> so, like august yeah yeah, yeah. Fall guys fall guys coming out late august early september or something um but i will i will say yeah. that i was very pleasantly surprised by Mario Golf. I do think that Speed Golf looked crazy fun. I mean, yeah. that is... I, I love it when games like this lean into the fact that they're not fair. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm absolutely here for it. I think that'll be a great game, local co-op, to just have a few drinks with friends and talk shit and intentionally screw with each other. So, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to be playing a lot of that. But, overall, good direct nothing nothing super blew me away but i think skyward sword and splatoon 3 you know are are huge ones huge 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 ones that uh but you know again they're coming way later in the year so i'll be excited when they're here but i feel like they're a little too far off for me to just be super crazy hyped right now sky skyward sword is definitely one for me that i i I think if they have dropped if they had dropped it on twitter on a random day i'd be way more excited for it than mm. the, than them busting out ag awanuma and him being like hey guys so i don't have breath of the wild 2 <laughs> but here's some skyward sword like that was the mm. thing that had me like oh dang it like yeah i think a lot I, of how they sold it was was what def- took away from it because yeah. i agree if, mm. if nintendo just shadow dropped skyward sword on twitter like hey it comes out in a week I would lose my mind. Oh my god! Be, yeah, I'd be all about that. Yeah, right. but now I've got four months to. Or right? Was it June? Uh, July sixteenth. So yeah, July, about four I've, months. I've got right. Yeah, four four ish months to to wait for it. And I mean, I'll get hyped in between July 9th and July sixteenth. I'll be real excited. But I I feel like it's just going to be kind of. I, I'm. I want to know a lot more about what Nintendo's doing for the 35th anniversary of Zelda because we don't actually know that they really are doing anything i mean mm-hmm. skyward sword is cool we're getting it but i think they'll do I Nintendo doesn't really blowout. do a lot of stuff for anniversaries there's a lot of anniversaries for them this year and i don't see them really celebrating many of them it could happen it's it's hard to say but i i think you know that, that leaves the door open that there could be more to this skyward sword port than we think or that we know um and I think the other thing that uh, kind of needs to be pointed out for this direct um, is that they really did stick close to the. Uh, this is for from now until summer. Very few games were beyond summer. Um, right. So the second half of the year is still pretty wide open as far as what could be announced, what hype things could be coming. I mean, yeah. maybe that's faint hope or, or something like that. But at least there's that that yeah. they still have I- some things kept in their back pocket. 
I still expect there to be some sort of Pokemon event in the coming weeks and months that oh, yeah. details probably a Pokemon game coming this fall. I think that, that I think that's the thing that I kind of expected out of this direct was more setting the tone for the whole year. And even though I don't feel like that was as much of the case, there are some really cool niche things to shout out that were in this direct that were really exciting, right? Like Project was it Triangle Strategy? You know that game. Yeah, that looks really cool. Even though it's a yeah. weird working title, and it, I made the I, we made, we had our live stream over on on kind of funny, and I made the same joke. But like when they announced Project Octopath Traveler, it very much felt like they announced it, and everybody was like, "Oh, that's a funny working title," and then it just stuck. And at a certain point, they're just like, "Oh, all right, we just got to roll with this as the title because that's what everybody knows this game as now." <laughs> I wonder if that's going to happen with Triangle Strategy, where like, I... they break and they're like. No, this is the title now, <laughs> even though it's goofy. <laughs> I, I have a feeling this yeah. one's not going to stick in the same way because I, I, I don't think I've seen not. a single person like, like Octopath Traveler. Like, okay, I kind of get that one. They're they're having a fun with fun with that title. Triangle Strategy does not sell well. You look at a game called <laughs> Triangle Strategy is like, no, uh, that, no, I'm good. That is a straight ass mobile it's just game. Not a good name. Happen. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I also do want to shout out um, ne- was Neon White. The Annapurna game. That game oh, also yes. looks yeah. really cool. Any, anytime Annapurna comes out with a new game that they're publishing, I'm always like, all right, I can trust yeah. this. Like they're, 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 yeah. they're, They are a seal of quality. It, it's such a I have said the same unique exact idea. I love Annapurna mm. stuff. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts is one of my favorite games. Mm. Oh, my God. Period. Yeah, that was like one of the best games of uh, 2020 or 2019. Excuse me. And uh, and yeah, it, they they are a surefire thing for me. Annapurna. Um, I, I think some of the blowback on Skyward Sword HD is, is a bit much, and I, I see a lot of people complaining that Skyward Sword HD is sixty dollars. And on its face, I understand why that why that sucks. But at the same time, mm. what from what we've already seen, which isn't that much, they are adding a lot to this. I mean, it's not as though that engineering button controls for a fully motion controlled game is a mean feat. That's not something you just throw in. That's you know mm-hmm. that's that's that requires a reworking of the game. So we're getting button controls in addition to reworked motion controls for the Joy-Con, in addition to 60 FPS, one dollar for each for each frame, right? Um, <laughs> but that actually to me is pretty exciting because I think I think Skyward Sword's art style is going to look really nice in HD, and to have that in 60 FPS as well is I think pretty exciting on its face. So we'll see. Hopefully there is some more additional content. Uh, coming that we learn I about. I think there likely will be. Because um, how much did Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD come out for? The usual $50 for Wii U games? Yeah, I'm I think assuming. it was 50 This is stuff. nothing new for Nintendo. This is just how right. they price these things. Are they, they going to ditch the Zelda 25th logo at the beginning of the game and replace it with the Zelda 35th logo, though? Because that would be That'd be fun really stuff. funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. one of my favorite things about... I knew were presenting this game was how they were trying to sell it to breath of the wild fan. People who came into Zelda with breath of the wild. It's like, so there's some elements that are in yeah. breath of the wild that were originally started here. And like, these are two very different games. Like, yeah, it's more traditional. And listen, I love Skyward Sword, but as many people have noted, this thing, that game is, um, very guided. <laughs> it's why people started getting tired of the Zelda formula to uh, just such a major degree. Yeah, Love the but story, but I I do yeah. also see some shared uh, mechanics between the two in terms of oh, uh, yeah, management, inventory stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm not this dis- discounting thing. that. It's more just I found it funny that he oh, pointed yeah, no. it out to I try mean, to sell it. Thematically, they could they could almost not be more dissimilar, but <laughs> I mean it, it is. I get it though. I mean, you're you, you do have a lot of folks that are new 
to Zelda with Breath of the Wild. And so, of course, you're going to want to try to get that much larger audience. Hey, look at this, you know, nine-year-old game that we're re-releasing. It, it's mm-hmm. got right. the same dude. He he had some weird plastic surgery. His face is a little jacked up, but it's fine. Just trust <laughs> us. <laughs> jacked up. Um, Imposter in the chat reminds us that Twilight Princess HD for its $49.99 price tag did come with the Wolf Link Amiibo. Physical copies came with the Wolf Link Amiibo. So there was some added value there. That is true. true. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything anybody can say that's going to make people okay with the fact that this port is 60 bucks. But, no. you know, depending on how much they're adding, and again, just the addition of the option of button controls it is not a simple thing to add to this game, I, I would think. So uh, I get it. But at the same time, um, you know, I am looking, I, I'm kind of waiting to see what else they're going to add because I think there will be more. Than, than what we've seen so far personally. I'm sure there'll be some sort of amiibo connectivity. There might be right. some sort of nips and tucks here to help it out. It's hard to say yeah. for sure, but... Um, yeah. um, go, going back to Fall Guys for a second, that was that was something I predicted that was I was very happy to get right, but I feel like if I had gone further with the prediction, I would have predicted that it was coming out either as a shadow drop or maybe like March at latest. As the resident mm-hmm. Fall Guys fan here, because I play it with a couple of buddies every week, I, I really like the game. But I do worry that that it may run out of steam by summer. Like I, I'm worried that summer might be too late for this game to hit Switch. I don't so, know. Mm. Do you... That I, I, I you make a good point because I think one of the big issues, not even a big issue, one of the small issues I have with Fall Guys is that I think the Battle Pass and the post game content hasn't been as exciting as the initial launch itself like fall guys came out and it was so hyped during that initial week that it launched and everybody was on it and everybody was talking Mm -hmm. about it but the drop-off was so strong with that game even though i i know for sure that there are people that are still playing there's an active community and people people are people are they're still there that still love fall guys but yeah i'm with you i'm with you that who knows if that game is still being talked about later this year though i think putting it on switch just opens up the switch audience to the game in a way mm-hmm. where if you don't have a PlayStation or you're not playing on PC or on, on other platforms, I think you will get, you will get a bump enough out of a out of sure. a Switch release that gets people in. Good yeah, point. Absolutely. And and uh, Danilo Aimini also says in the chat, I think it's not a decision on their part. Summer is one year from release, which is likely the length of their console exclusivity with PlayStation. So uh, that's also a good mm. point. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I have to. The one thing I wonder about, I mean, from a technical perspective. Is the Switch going to be okay handling a 64-player, like, an online 64-player game? It, it can barely... I, I, mean, I mean, it's not a graphically intensive game, so maybe? My, my yeah, was 99 think, other Tetris players. <laughs> when you have all 64 like, of those little beans on screen that it'll drop to, like, 540p or something, just look real rough, <laughs> even in handheld. I'm, I'm more worried about Nintendo Switch Online. That's where I get, like, well, ooh, I don't know if... I don't know how yeah, that's going to operate with Fall Guys. Right. Mm. So I, I yeah. guess that's the other question I have is Mediatonic. Is it Mediatonic? Yeah. They're, are they going to run this on their own servers? Or are they going to rely on Nintendo's like Windows 98 shit that they've got? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let's, well, aren't they launching the new stream? thing with Monster Hunter Rise? So it should be better by then, hopefully. But you also just played 3D World. And that that was four players and y'all couldn't and get through the map. that was not so. the best experience. And, you know, and, and I have to say, uh, I've seen Fall Guys, I've seen the FPS kind of buckle under the weight of, uh, of 64 players on PS4 Pro. It's smooth on PS5, but if PS4 Pro is even dropping frames, I do shudder to think what might happen <laughs> to the Switch version when we get 60, a full 64-player match going. But, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons they're, they're taken till summer, if it isn't just the exclusivity period. Oddoodle yeah, in the chat really points out that Switch handles uh, Fortnite 
pretty okay. So oh man, there is that. Yeah, but Fortnite is for that's Epic Games. Epic Games is like a technological marvel in terms of how they operate. Yeah, true. So like they can make Fortnite run on a toaster, and that thing will still run <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, well, there's a there's a big thing we haven't talked about yet that I know Derek especially cannot wait to talk about, and that is the fact that we opened this direct with our uh, Challenger Pack 9 being Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade 2. It finally oh, happened. Thank we God. Got our I was 2 character. so it isn't worried. Rex. Yeah, it isn't Rex, which is such a cool surprise. Yeah, everybody assumed it would be a sort of a linked thing, but now they just dropped Rex. It's like, well, he's really not needed. <laughs> Like let's yeah. give the let's give the the the, uh, the girls uh, the the front stage front and center stage and it works and we've seen Pyra and Mithra use their own swords before it it's really cool I love how they're looking to uh, play uh, it is I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hardest to make them a main oh I love Xenoblade two so much yeah. and to finally get that recognition there is fantastic to get spirits I'm so curious what their um, classic mode is going to be uh, and of course as you always like to mention Ash the music there oh, are so many good tracks yeah, they can pull from Xenoblade two and yeah. uh, I'm just I need to talk to Chugga I have not had a chance yet because. This is this is good stuff, and yeah, as Angel Martinez says, hopefully we even get some Torna music in it. Uh, that would be really cool. Country, that'd be really cool. I still need to play that. I've I've had it since it came out. I just haven't haven't touched it. Yeah, Mm. I'm just happy. Like even though even uh, I'm not super hype on a Xenoblade Two character, I've been predicting that for a while, and I I think it makes sense. And we got the Arms character. Makes sense to also have the Xenoblade Two character. I'm glad it isn't Rex. We've been talking about how the roster needs more female fighters. We're getting two. This time, which is awesome. Uh, I'm just glad it wasn't a Gen 8 Pokemon. And maybe that's still coming. Yeah. But that was my worry. It was either going to be a Gen 8 Pokemon or Crash. I'm sorry. I don't want either one. So for me, this is a win, <laughs> even if I'm not like the hypest in the world about a Xenoblade 2 character. I think this is a smart first party edition for sure. Yeah. Smart absolutely. In what way? Like addition to um, the roster wise or more? Yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's an addition to the roster that makes sense because, you know, Xenoblade 2 was that other game besides ARMS that was just kind of the, the timing of of, its, of their releases just didn't work in terms of getting characters from those games into Smash's roster. Okay. But they are two important fixtures in Nintendo's first-party lineup, particularly on Switch. So I think, I think just like Min Min makes a whole lot of sense for modern Nintendo representation, like first-party representation, I think Pyra and Mithra also make sense. That's mm-hmm. fair. I, if you were going to say yeah. marketing, I was going to have to call bullshit. But no, no, no it's, not, it's not marketing. Although, it's 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 a legacy, and the, the yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles two sold, did sell very well. It is part of that legendary 2017 year for the Switch. Uh, came out right. of the gate really well. Um, just did amazing, and I, I, I'm, I'm just so happy for it. It's it's really cool. Like I, I love. I just looked up. Chugga's response, uh, reaction to them getting now announced on Twitter, and he just him scre- out screaming out, "Are you fucking with me?" Which, yeah, that, I think that's how most Xenoblade <laughs> nice. Two fans feel, feel. It's like, yeah, we kind of gave up hope. We were right. like, we had that, we, like maybe, but then all these other third parties, and you know, the more you know, I ah, will probably, it'll probably be Pokemon or the other more common Nintendo franchises. To, but to actually get xenoblade 2 representation and to see them record extra dialogue with adam get adam howden back for just a few lines of dialogue so 
you know, you have that interaction. That's really good. Um, oh, I'm so happy. And I, I need to check Sky Bennett's um, uh, uh, Pyra's voice actress's uh, Twitter to see what she's saying about this, because she's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, as you were commenting on the marketing aspect of this announcement, Steve, I do think that it was smart of them to include this in this giant general Nintendo Direct. I don't think this would have worked as well as an announcement on its own, like Sephiroth or Steve mm-hmm. or something like that. So I think having this as part of a first-party general Direct was the way to go uh, to, to, to kind of Fair. drum up the most hype possible for Pyra and Mithra. Because I, I just, you know this wouldn't appeal as much to non-Nintendo fans, like someone like Sephiroth or Steve, right? So, uh, Blessing, we haven't heard from you in a bit, and I would like to get your thoughts. Let's move from the beginning of of the Direct to the end. Uh, how are you feeling about Splatoon 3? That was a really wacky surprise. I So I was, like, blown away that we got Splatoon stuff. Cause I, so traditionally, I'm not really a Splatoon person, uh, sure. and I didn't really have the expectations at all for Splatoon. And so when that, when that tra- trailer started... And you got the Splatoon character, like, the customization and, like, you know, choose the, choose your look, choose your buddy's look and all that stuff. I was like, are they going for a campaign? Or is this going to be right. a single-player, yeah. like, Splatoon adventure? And then it turned out that, no, we're just we're just setting the tone. We're just doing the whole thing. I was like, okay, that's awesome. Like, I, I – th- this is one of those ones where I'm, like, I'm very happy for Splatoon fans because I know, like, Splatoon fans oh. are all about it. You know, Splatoon fans are very passionate about Splatoon, and this seems like a really cool – it, it felt like a really cool way to kind of round out the whole direct. Right. Yeah. Uh, as Rubbar Mama X points out, uh, Splatoon 3 removes the gender option, non-binary squids. Uh, so that's, you know, that's always cool. And I saw another oh, Twitter post like uh, people reacting to uh, Splatoon. That's it. Other uh, Splatoon fans. Look at all the pants options. <laughs> like, yeah, there's <laughs> the the. The stuff in there, Splatoon fans are all about, and I think that's the cool thing. And there's, I love that new, like crossbow weapon they have. I yeah. think that's a cool design. That looked cool. That looked there's, cool. there's yeah. some really neat things in there, and I am, <laughs> I, I am not good at Splatoon. I like it. Same. I love the lore. Yeah. I'm excited for the campaign to see how what they'll do this time around, especially with this whole uh, post post apocalyptic uh, setting. Yeah, um, that was one thing I I'm, saw on Twitter that I thought was fun. Where there was somebody tweeted out like Splatoon three, Paris is dead because you see the Eiffel Tower just upside <laughs> yeah. down, broken in half. Uh, I, it's I so will good. say that uh, Splatoon is one of my favorite multiplayer games. It's one of a few that I can just pick up and and do rounds i'm i'm no good at it like you derek uh just because i i don't know what it is about the switch pro controller but i cannot get my head around how to use motion control with the switch pro controller my hands Hmm. do not want to do whatever is required of them to play games efficiently with motion control um but i was i was really excited like you said for the lore i think it's really cool that that the last splatfest determined what the setting for Splatoon 3 will be. I think that that is just awesome that they actually make, base such a huge decision about the game on the outcome of, of just the community actually going at each other. Uh, so so I, I have to see how it continues on just because of that. And I it's also, so I can potentially years down the road participate in the final Splatfest for part three to help determine <laughs> what happens in part four, yeah. hopefully. Um, but I'm shocked that we're seeing it this soon. Uh, you know, I called it out real mm-hmm. fast, and oh, yeah. but then there was a part of me, like in the logical part of my brain, I was like, "It hasn't been long enough. It's been yeah, three years, four four years, 
but that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like long enough when we haven't seen Mario Kart 9. We haven't seen yeah. an announcement mm-hmm. of any sequels aside from Breath of the Wild 2 for any other 2017 games. So I was just like, it, it's too soon. Splatoon wouldn't be the one that they give another sequel to so soon. But, hey, here we are. I'm I'm here for it. It's awesome. I think it yeah. just has that pull to it, both in Japan, America, wherever. It's that competitive side. It just hits all those notches. This is Nintendo's hottest new property. It blew up in a way that uh, a lot of their other new... like. Pikmin never blew up this way, that's for sure. So yeah, right. I, I can see them giving this kind of attention uh, to it in this way. And it's it's fun to see how they interact. Like, there's so much fun in here. And the way they have, like, you got a cute salmonid buddy now. Like, you have your buddy that you can customize as well. Um, there's just something so appealing to Splatoon. In yeah. a way that you, it's hard to describe because I remember seeing that first trailer and being like, okay, there's squids, it's weird music, interesting. And then you see the, how it plays, like, you know what, this could be actually be really good. And then you play it and see what it's all about. It's like, man, this clicks. There's something about it. It just clicks. And I held my own for a while, but now the people are in there are just playing like crazy. I cannot keep well, up. Like and I'm definitely not going to be able to keep up I'm, in Splatoon 3. I am gonna be far so beyond. Bad at it. Like I, people have seen me stream Splatoon two before, and it I, it is no joke that I am just really bad at that game, and it's Splatoon in general. I but I do enjoy it, and so and I especially enjoy the single player content in Splatoon. I just like the world and the lore and just the the vibe of Splatoon. So I am very excited about this. Even if I will not be able to compete a lot, I'm going to have a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I want my campaign. Know, if they can capture that Octo expansion level of campaign again, oh, I'm so mm-hmm. there. Yep. Right. Right. Um, so I, I saw um, in the chat. Uh, sorry to just derail you, Ash. I'm no, not sure ahead, what you were going to go to next. But I saw in the chat uh, somebody was c- uh, curious. Oh yeah, here we go. Arcwing. Uh, how about no more me- no more heroes three Thank blessing? You. I know Steve's exa- <laughs> excited, but how about you? Yes. Finally, the food. To talk finally, about. the good stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. finally, man. Ouch. I've been. I had to I'm rewatch the trailer on this one a couple times. I am so damn hyped for this game like i have been waiting Mm. for travis to come back and i i get that some people think visually it doesn't look the best but man the gameplay i'm seeing here is just everything i want like i said i played no more heroes one last night just on the i don't know why i was just feeling like i should i should play it for a while and from what i see in this trailer for three it captures so much of that numbered no more heroes game vibe this shit mm-hmm. is good. This is thoroughly good. <laughs> yeah. I uh, you do you do many uh, like jobs in between uh, ranking missions, which is just like No More Heroes one. You have to go do dumb odd jobs to make money, probably to enter. Um, I got the PR for this after the direct ended, and they mm. mentioned that uh, part of the theme for this is that every boss fight it takes place in a different video game genre. So that's why we saw the turn-based oh, RPG awesome. elements. There's survival horror. That's there's so puzzle cool. games. So I think it's going to take a little bit of what they showed us in uh, Travis Strikes Again, where you were kind of entering different games, and apply that to the to the more traditional No More Heroes formula, which could be cool. I, I like the idea. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. uh, the characters in the world are, are a big part of what makes No More Heroes so great. And I, I like to see just how crazy and outlandish they're going to get with it. Because if you have played No More Heroes 1 and 2, 
man, it gets out there. <laughs> like, yeah. real I, weird. I, yeah. I, I know much, one does. I very much compare No More Heroes to, like, Scott Pilgrim, where it very much knows what it is, and it is a, you know, homage to video games that is very much, that's very much stylish and attitude-driven, and don't, like, don't go for it for, like, I don't know, the depth of, like, a Souls game or, like, some, something that's that's super deep and analytical. You just go for it to, ha- mm-hmm. go to it to have fun and, and, you know, experience the attitude of Travis Touchdown and take out bosses. And it is a really fun time. And I, I am kind of shocked that they're bringing back the odd jobs because in No More Heroes 2, that is something that they kind of took out and replaced yep. with these, uh, like, 8-bit, 16-bit uh, fun mini games that I felt kind of sped up the process. And so that also makes you wonder if they might bring back the open world of one because one had like a small open world city of Santa destroy, which I kind of hope they don't because that wasn't the, that wasn't a great thing. And and, there really wasn't a lot to do. (laughs) There wasn't a lot to do and getting around. It sucked. Like you, you, you drove the, um, his motorcycle, uh, which is called like, Actually, I'm not even guess what it's called. Oh. It has like a fun name to it. Oh, it um, does. I can't remember it. I can't yeah. remember it either. It's like a yeah. German like Schweissensteiger kind of name. Spell Tiger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spell Spell Tiger. Yes. Yes. Nice. Exactly. Okay. Nice. Um, you drive that around, and it was not. It can. It controlled like, but it was not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the idea the idea of it was cool. Um, and so you know, if they're bringing that back for No More Heroes three, I hope. They find ways to make that fun, especially the odd jobs, because the odd jobs and No More Heroes one. There's like there are there are ones where you'll go around and you know pick up coconuts, you know, to <laughs> yeah. deliver it to the guy. And there's like another one where you're just mowing the lawn, and it's like playing. I so I recently picked up No More Heroes one again when they released the remasters, and playing it again, I was like, wow, they really like ca- they captured the work part of work really well uh, in this game and who knows if they're gonna do that again in no more hills 3 you know i hope they find ways to make it fun that said i really do like the idea of every other or every boss fight being like this different take on a different game genre and and that and that being cool um and i'm really excited to see them really shake it up because no more heroes 1 and 2 both are about working your way up this ladder of ranked assassins uh, and I really like that premise for No More Heroes. I think that is the thing that makes No More Heroes is that you, you take that one premise and just go crazy with it. This seems like it's going to be fairly different in terms of the, like, this is very much like the Earth is being invaded by aliens, which, <laughs> you know, at its core changes up what No More Heroes is. But if they, can keep, they, if they can keep that soul of it is still boss fights, it is still every villain has their own, their own personality and you are you're, you're working your way up through some ranking or you're working your way through some kind of list, then I think that'll do it, and I'm very excited yeah, for it. Well, you, So you are yeah. working your way through a ranking. You're working your way, I think it's the Galactic Superhero ranking this time. Oh. So, I remember so, hearing about that. Yeah, yeah oh so you got to work your way up to the top of the superhero rankings. And I know Bad Girl comes back, uh, but if you've played yeah, No does. More Heroes 1 and 2, <laughs> that, that relationship gets real complicated. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, need, um, I need to play as uh, these other two, uh, I need to play Travis Strikes again and uh, No More Heroes two, just so I can. I need caught to up. as well because, like, I, I played uh, like in theory. I'm really excited for this game. It, it, it takes all the boxes for me. I love how just wacky it is. I love Travis's whole aura. Like, I, I really love how over the top this thing is, and I really want to look forward to it. But I've only played half of the first game, which I enjoyed. I just never really got around to it. So. I do need to play the rest of this series. As Classy Mudkip says, the FF7 UI homage looked cool in the No More, no More Heroes It's really trailer. awesome. I love mm. that. So this no More Heroes 2, on face. Yeah. No More Heroes 2, the gameplay is way better, is yeah. what I'll say. Okay. The, the play, we, replaying No That's More Heroes 1, 
Replaying No More Heroes 1, I was surprised by how kind of rough <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, and then I, like, booted up 2 again, and I was like, okay, no, this is the No More Heroes I know and love. Like, the gameplay of 2 is, is really good, even though I still think the story in 1 is still really fun. Yeah. Mm. I would. Uh, the one right. thing I would say is I would love, 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 love to see No More Heroes as an anime because it's basically an oh anime. Oh, my God. <laughs> in, yeah. In that would be I mean, they had that whole yeah. anime uh, story trailer for the number one ranked superhero, like, that weird alien thing that oh, yeah, when they yeah. first revealed the game um which i'm kind of curious how they'll tie that whole thing in because it's so different and weird <laughs> it's like there's a lot of possibilities in, in this and it feels like uh and i've seen this uh, comparison a few times online where suda 51 is kind of the one true punk artist of gaming <laughs> like his games uh-huh. are not the most polished or anything like that, but there's so much like chaotic energy to them that if they click for you, they really click for you and you're just down for it. Uh, and I think no more heroes kind of captures that the most. I, I, I've not played killer seven. I, I think I rented it and I just bounced off it pretty quick. Cause the, the gameplay was so different to me, but I did really enjoy his lollipop, lollipop chainsaw. Um, which I believe was written, but the story was that was written by James Gunn. Uh, so there's that. Um, it, it's just, he captures something. And I think that's why I want to get to two and see what else is there because it's fun. Oh yeah. It's tr- weird, grungy fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it really is one of those, uh, like blessing said a game that really leans hard into the fact that it's a, a video game. Like it, it is very self-referential fourth wall breaking, it's you know it doesn't try to pretend to be anything more than just a wild ass <laughs> uh game right. and and i love mm-hmm. it for that because the characters are are really wouldn't fit anywhere outside of you know a, a video game or, or a really truly weird anime so i i think that mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm excited to see where they go with this alien galactic superhero stuff because it, it's just taking an already crazy ass series and further upping upping the ante for it kind of like the way saints row right. gradually shifted from a grand theft auto clone to you're a superhero <laughs> which which seems really <laughs> yeah. really weird so i i like that yeah. that suda's you know taking what he already established and making it even wilder uh this for me was my number one announcement of the direct because unlike the nice. others, even though there were other games that theoretically excited me uh, more like Splatoon three, definitely, you know, just surprised me, shocked, odd me more. I know when this game's coming, I know when I'm going to be playing this <laughs> and yeah. I know I'm going to mm-hmm. like it. I just, there's certain games that unless this thing comes out and it is an awful mess from a technical perspective, I'm going to have a good ass time with this. So Man, bring on August. I, I'm ready for this. I'm ready to play this <laughs> nice. now. Um, before we move on, I just want to jump back in the chat a little bit to something that Brian Calibro said about Smash, uh, saying, so Pyra and Mithra are numbered separately, but why? If they are changeable between in, be, in between them in match and they aren't separately selected, why count them as two characters? So I thought this was strange at first until I just remembered that Pokemon Trainer, there, you know, Charizard, Squirtle, and Ivysaur are all counted separately in the roster as well. So yeah. I would say maybe, maybe don't overthink it. Just think of it as the Pokemon, Pokemon Trainer style character as DLC, where you have two characters you can switch between, but they are counted as separate fighters with their own movesets. So that's what I think is going on here. I don't think it's anything more than that. Um, moving on to something that, uh, Derek, you mentioned uh, a really interesting angle on something that I want to uh, have you repeat 
for our post show or our TNT here. Um, Metopia is coming to the Switch, which is really cool. And and Metopia itself is really charming, and I'm looking forward to actually properly playing it this time because I didn't <clears> back on 3DS. But <clears throat> you mentioned a really interesting angle that I hadn't thought about uh, in terms of why Metopia coming to the Switch is very exciting related to Zelda. Well, that's because uh, this this thing looks upgraded like crazy uh, because you know it has better visuals, it has more options. It just seems like it's really going for it this time, and it's it's not just a simple up-res port of Metopia, which. If they're doing that for Metopia, which I don't know how well Metopia sold, but that makes me really excited for the possibility of Ocarina and Majora's Mask HD <laughs> as far yeah. as ports of those games. Like, yes, please, in that style, right. up-res them like this. Do it. Because... I thought you were going to say Tomodachi Life. Honestly, I was, <laughs> no, I was, like, God. I was no. like, say with me, Tomodachi Life. And you said Ocarina. I was like, oh, that makes more sense. That's more exciting. <laughs> right. I mean, Tomodachi Although... Life is its own thing. It'd be a fun little thing to pour it over as well. But I, I think that's fun. I mean, Adam Davis points out that Switch quality me models already exist. But work with me here. There's still other assets that have been upgraded as well uh, beyond those things. And they have added other hairstyles and stuff. And granted, they keep it simple. But this does bode well for potential. And other people are saying, uh, you know, Samus Returns, Kid Icarus. This kind of blows yeah. open the door for those 3DS to Switch ports. Which is, that's, that's what's most exciting about, yeah, I think it's a great angle. And that's what's most exciting about this for me is just all the, the potential 3DS to Switch ports this put this could potentially herald. It doesn't necessarily for sure, but I think it, it definitely could be read as that. And uh, blessing, I'm right there with you, and so is our uh, so is our patron in the chat, Tyler Olgus, who says, "I wish it was Tomodachi Life, though." Me too. <laughs> blessing, I my wife and I had a hell of a time playing Tomodachi Life together, and I think a Switch version would be so cool to to have. Happen. Yeah. So uh, another 3DS to Switch port. This could maybe open the door for. I gotta say it. I'm sorry. You know, I'm gonna Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. Please port this. Please, please, please. But I'm I not going to spend a lot to... of time on that. Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that was that came as a really cool surprise to me personally is Legend of Mana being ported, uh, being remastered and ported to the Switch, coming out in May, I believe it was. Uh, uh, June, June, 24th. June, June 24th. And it's coming with a an arranged soundtrack. And the soundtrack that it, uh, you know, that was in the original PS1 version was already one of Yoko Shimomura's best. So I can't wait to hear her revisit her own work in this game especially because we saw how the kingdom hearts 1.5 and 2.5 soundtracks turned out you know they did a great job and she did a great job so uh i'm really happy to see this game return do any of you have any particular thoughts in legend of mana i i, I haven't played picked it. up the game on ps1 at a trade uh like a gaming show not too long ago like well a while ago now that i think about it just uh-huh. saw it there i was like you know what hey i am got a collection of mana i'm interested in this let's just get this as well so i can play this afterwards and have not had a chance to play it yet but i always looked visually interesting yeah it, it really has it has a very unique uh, art style kind of a kind of a unique approach to the usual mana con- combat systems so uh, it's definitely something I think if you're a Mana fan, and clearly there are a lot of you out there because Trials of Mana just hit 1 million sales. We reported on that like last week. Uh, and we got Collection of Mana. Clearly, this series is in the midst of something of a resurgence and renaissance, which I love to see. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, checking this out. Do you. Are you much of a JRPG person, Blessing? 
Uh, it depends. I I wouldn't say I'm anywhere near an, a hardcore JRPG fan, but I do like a lot of the popular ones. And so, like per- Persona Five Royal, I absolutely love. Persona Four Golden is like one of my favorite games ever. And then I've nice. dipped my toe into games like uh, uh, um, what's it called? What's it called? Trails of Cold Steel. Uh, mm. Did my toe into that a little bit and enjoyed it. And then uh, again, like games here and there. But yeah, Legend of Mana is like a step. Uh, hardcore for me where, I'll, where <laughs> I, I watched the trailer and i was like good for somebody somebody's gonna be very happy about that and i'm glad that you're yeah. here <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm assuming yeah. The, it was the same reaction when you saw like saga more from saga frontier remastered and yeah that sort of thing i was like good like, for right. somebody somebody's right. happy right now hold up though right because because blessing and i are friends and i i know a little bit about his tastes in games i have to ask him blessing what do you think about apex legends coming to the switch I, it's funny because that when that game came up during the the Nintendo Direct, I turned to uh, my coworker Andy, and I was like, "Andy, could you imagine playing Apex Legends on the Switch?" And he was like, "Dude, I played Overwatch on the Switch, and yeah, no, it's a little bit, it's a little bit rough." Um, that said, I, I watching the trailer, it looked better than I thought, being a game that is being ported onto Switch because. A game like Apex Legends, I think, for what that for what the style of the game is, right? Like that is a game that is going for a bit of a realistic style in terms of the world and characters, and it is definitely a a a, a bit of a graphically intense game, you know. And it is a first person Twitch shooter. Um, but watching the Switch trailer, I could see that game possibly running well on Switch because you kind of you kind of got the feel of yeah, the textures are kind of um, uh, scaled back a tad bit, and you know, they're doing things to kind of account for the Switch's power. Even with that, looking at the trailer, I was like, this looks very playable, at least, like, for, for what they're showing here. And I'm down to try it out, because Apex Legends is legitimately, legitimately like, my favorite Battle Royale. And when Fortnite got ported, or when Fortnite came to the Switch back in, I guess, 2018 at this point, I fell in love with it. I got super into it. It was the perfect game for me oh, to nice. kind of sit in my bed and, mm-hmm. and play in that way. And I thought that game was a super fun game. And I'm totally down for um battle royales making their way to switch because i think that is a fun way to play them right not not having to like you know party up and boot up my pc and do all this different stuff <laughs> being able to just bust out my switch and jump in apex Legends sounds very appealing and so i'm definitely down to try it and i'm excited to see what they're able to do for the platform nice yeah i'm i'm really interested i i've never played apex legends um but it's i really feel good. i feel like the barrier of entry is way lower with the switch it, it becomes less uh daunting just hey i'm gonna try this game out see if i like it and maybe if i do get into it i'll get more hardcore about it and boot up my pc and do all that other stuff which is precisely how i ended up getting into fortnite i uh, had fortnite on ps4 when it was in early access and i liked it so much that i ended up putting it on my pc so i could get a higher frame rate and and enjoy (laughs) the game in in a different way uh and it became kind of a a go-to for me but I, I'll, I'll be curious because they they heavily implied that crossplay is a thing for the Switch version of Apex Legends because they were saying, oh, if you play on Switch, you'll get double experience for the first two weeks or something, mm-hmm. uh, which would imply yeah, I mean, that you're going to be because the new against... the new season just started and they want people to kind of get caught up on Switch because the game is coming out a bit later after the season, which uh, season eight right. very fun in Apex, but yeah, I'm right there with you that I think it coming to a new platform specifically the Switch especially the switch like th- that opens the game up to a new audience that is going to be playing that game for the first time meaning that if you're coming into apex new and 
it is very intimidating jumping in on PC or other platforms. Jumping in on Switch at launch means that you're probably playing with a lot of players that are playing for the first time, and that is a nice way to kind of get adjusted because that's how I that's what happened with me in Fortnite where. I was not getting toasted uh, <laughs> because I was playing with a lot of players that were playing for the first time. And so eventually I then transitioned on to playing Fortnite on other, on other platforms, but it felt natural. And I felt like I was included because I, the switch kind of allowed me to get my feet wet without it being too much of an intimidating thing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'll, right. I'll check it out when it drops just because I, I've, I, I, I remember you at OK Beast had started up a Apex Legends. What was it called? Jump Master? Jump Master. Yeah. That was the name of the podcast. Yeah, and I remember thinking, like, man, I might have missed the boat on this. This might be a big game that, I, <laughs> that I'm just letting pass me by. And I did. I let it pass me by completely, unfortunately. But uh, now that it's on Switch, it'll at least give me a more casual way. Because you're right. Once once a game passes a certain age, people get too good. <laughs> and then it just becomes intimidating to jump in to a community of yeah. people that you know are just going to smoke you the minute you, you start. Apex, so. is, Apex is definitely one of those games, too. Whenever I jump back into to Apex, even on P- PS5, or PS4, I'm like, wow, people are really good at this game now. I'm getting toasted. And Apex <laughs> yep. is not play my Splatoon experience. Yeah, yep. like, pe- people do not play around chance. in Apex. No. Yeah. Um, no I... Oh, sorry, I was going to change it up to, uh, to a different one because I'm curious. Because um, I know during the reaction stream, uh, we all bounced pretty hard off Knockout City. I'm sure. I'm curious if Blessing felt the same way since. It, was kinda, that the dodgeball game? What was dodgeball? Yeah, the dodgeball yeah. in a city game, which had all the different like styles. Of, like I was so curious, like what are they going to do to combine all these apparent genres together? And it's like it's dodgeball in a city. Okay, it's such a weird trailer. It very much felt like, yeah. hey, let's market the heck out of this one by ma- like yeah. they did the. I forget. I don't know what commercial I'm thinking of that had like a World of Warcraft character, like the um. It was like the Night Elf Wonderhawk thing. Maybe it was a GameStop commercial. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But basically, it felt like that. It felt like a, hey, what do gamers like? All right, they like Fortnite, World of Warcraft, uh, pixelated JRPGs with waifus. <laughs> How do we incorporate <laughs> all this stuff to like get them interested in our dodgeball game? Uh, and, yeah, it didn't, it didn't work for me. I, I watched <laughs> that trailer, and I was like, this doesn't look that great. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe it'll be fun when I get my hands on it. Maybe. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, it didn't really do a whole lot for me. The funny thing is, initially, when I was watching the little interview segments of the trailer, I was like, oh, are they hyping up a game where, you know, a bunch of different uh, gaming tropes, you know, end up in a multiplayer together? Like, oh, well, you'll be able to choose people from different genres of games with different skills. I was like, that could be cool. And then it's just a dodgeball game that looks a lot like... Uh, Destruction All Stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah that, that's what I got immediately. Was Destruction All Stars? I was like, oh, that's what kind of what this looks like. You know what? I just remembered the commercial I'm thinking of. It was a Mr. T commercial from back in the oh. day uh, oh. for World of Warcraft, where his character was named Night Elf Mohawk. That's right. That's oh right. Yeah. Oh, I kind of that... I felt like this kind of invoked that a bit. Man, that that so, takes me back. Yeah. yeah. Right after Knockout City, there was a game announced that I initially bounced off of, but but then I, the more I saw, the more I was kind of into it, and that was World's End Club from NIS, NIS America. It turns out it's a side-scroller. It almost seems like it's a combination side-scroller visual novel-ish I mean, it is from the thing. team behind uh, Danganronpa. Danganronpa, yeah. So visual so... novel element makes sense, but it also seems side-scrolling, and I'm kind of interested to see how, how that game turns out. 
it's a very interesting visual style. I'm like, and after playing the first Danganronpa, I'm certainly more intrigued than I think I would have been otherwise, just because I know the quality these guys can put out there, uh, with their like covering all aspects of questions and crafting pretty good mysteries. I think it has a lot of potential. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say just off this one trailer, but I'm definitely, it has me intrigued. Same. Yeah. yeah. It looks fun. Yeah. Like it looks cool. The side scrolling thing got me too, where I was like, okay, let's see what this visual novel is. And the way, when they showed the gameplay, I'll, uh, that, that immediately had me like, oh, okay, this seems like it could be pretty fun to get into. And the style is cool. The story looks like it's going to be fun. Uh, this was like a, a nice, neat little surprise for me. The one nice. fear I have is, um, I know the, the Dongan Rampa developers did a spinoff that's still still tied in with the lore called Ultra Despair Girls, which I believe was a first person shooter. Um, and yeah. I've not heard anything good about the gameplay. People say the story's great, gameplay not so much, and that might be the problem with this one, where the story is really interesting and really fun, but the actual gameplay is like. Eh. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that'll be the case, but I think that is the fear. Well, you know, the interesting sure. thing is that you can play this game right now. It's on Apple Arcade. Oh, oh what were the reviews funny. like? I don't know. I, I was researching <laughs> it and I saw I saw somebody mention that it's already available. It, it came out last uh, September on Apple Arcade. Huh. Oh. All right. So, See, that's how little I pay attention to Apple Arcade. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, I, I, Apple Arcade's not really a thing that I care much for. Uh, same. But at the same time, I mean, it kind of makes me think a little bit less of this game. I don't. I, I know that's a bad thing to say, but I don't really love a ton of mobile games like iOS games, Android well, games. The, uh, right. A- are, Apple Arcade is more less like. Um, is more traditional type games on the phone, though. Um, I, I mean, you can say that, but I had it for a year, and I legit found maybe one game to play on it. So a long, long, yeah. long time ago, uh, <laughs> I was invited all the way out to Denmark to play um, Lego's latest Apple Arcade games. <laughs> they f- right. They flew me across the planet to play them, and I left with an Apple Arcade subscription and a year to just get whatever I wanted off of it and, and mess with it. And I don't think I really found anything uh, that I was really deeply into. And and that might just be the stigma of being on a phone. You know, I'm an old guy. I like playing on my consoles. I don't really mm-hmm. – I, I use my phone for just shit posting. <laughs> that's, that's what I have this thing for. And uh, I can't think of any other – I have like two or three mobile games that I really enjoy, and that's about it. It, it could right. be good on the Switch. I don't know, but uh, – I was more hyped about it before I heard it had been on Apple Arcade for a while. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Squinty uh, in the ch- uh, chat saying, according to the writer of Zero, Zero Escape, because this is a collaboration between the Danganronpa and Zero Escape teams, uh, the Switch version will be the complete version and will have an ending. Which, looking at the reviews, uh, just real quick, I was I was all it was like uh, unfinished and it was getting like 7 out of 10s uh, for the most part. Uh, okay. So it seems fine, and it it kind of reminds me of a Shantae in the Seven Sirens situation. So right. yeah, I can see that. Um, we'll see. Ad- 
Adam Davis with the coolest side of the chat here a little while a little ways back. Uh, he, he they say their friend just noticed that Splatoon 3's branding has a similar color palette to the non-binary flag, and I actually looked into this while you guys were chatting, and that's completely true. And oh. I, I'm not so naive as to think that it was intentional, but I love the idea that the two could be you know the mentioned in the, in the same breath. So I think that's really cool, even if it isn't intentional on Nintendo's part. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. cool. Uh, it's really neat. Um, so we haven't talked a whole lot about Project Triangle strategy yet, and uh, that was the other that was the other big announcement. I say I would say that we haven't really mentioned too much of yet, and mm-hmm. I uh, TRPGs are are kind of a hit or miss thing for me. I'm not a huge tactics guy, but there are very specific tactics games that I really enjoy, such as Final Fantasy Tactics, which this game seems to heavily draw mm-hmm. at least visual inspiration from, and. Uh, I'm not feeling that name though, man. That that no. that name that's that name's got to go. Uh, it's, it's not as we mentioned earlier, char- you know, charming in the same way that Octopath Traveler was. Um, Char- but how are you guys feeling about this? We have a demo uh, today in the eShop that I might stream after this to, if I can. I gotta see if I can use the living room right now. My my, my wife's working, but uh, on its face, this is pretty exciting. Having a PS1 era style strategy RPG coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that this will grab me in a way Octopath did not. I sure. I own Octopath. I tried to get into it multiple times. I never made it past the intro. It just, I don't know what it was. It, it didn't work for me visually, definitely. But I feel like that weird kind of diorama pixel art art style definitely works better with the top-down perspective you get in a tactical RPG. So I'm actually mm-hmm. really excited to to try this demo out. Um, I also like you, Ash. I love Final Fantasy Tactics. That was one of my jams on the PS1. So mm-hmm. I'll be downloading it tonight and giving it a shot for sure. Uh, yeah. But I'm I'm going in intentionally not expecting much so that I'm not let down. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I know there are tons of people out there that really love Octopath. So we'll we'll see. I, I I'm giving it a fifty fifty shot as to whether or not I vibe with it. Nice. Nice. All right. I, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. I, I love myself a good strategy RPG. I love the visual style. I like the, uh, the idea that they're really going all in on your choices matter in this game. And who knows, they might not matter. But considering Octopath Traveler and all the different things, I feel like this could be a game where it really does branch a lot. You can end up with, with some very different endings depending on your cho- uh, choices. I hope that's the case anyway. I think that's where you sort of get your... Um, divergence uh from like like we got with mm-hmm. uh octopath um i i think there's some very interesting things being done with the strategy elements there i i just kind of hit me in the right way name obviously has to go like everybody agrees but i think the elements that are there have a lot of potential and this is this is one I'm going to keep my eyes on in the same way that i did for octopath traveler which i did end up loving though hopefully they don't have a uh super final boss that sucks <laughs> and yeah. is awful to get through. We'll I see. hope there, I hope that there will be more of a focus on organic character interactions. I hope this is a, you know, you build a party mm-hmm. with characters you care about and that seem to care about each other outside of canned interaction scenes. Like we got in Octopath Traveler. Like I enjoyed yeah. Octopath. I do think it was too grind heavy and I, I thought the character banter was way too forced and I'd like to see a party that grows together as a group instead of just individual stories. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I will say, you guys are going to roll your eyes, the low point, the low point of the direct for me 
was uh, Star Wars Hunters because of the way it was introduced. Do you want to join the Hunters or something, he said. And I was thinking Maverick Hunters. It wasn't Maverick Hunters. Oh, come on. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was thinking Star Wars yeah. Bounty Hunter. And I, was, <laughs> I, yeah, I thought so, too. When they just said Star Wars Hunters, I was like, oh, okay. And then they, then they showed Hasbro, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, they said it was free to play, yeah. apparently. So it's like, um, hmm. I guess it's taking advantage of the whole um, – Mandalorian things it's taking place between yeah. six and seven, I think they said. Mm. So it's, it's weird because we got that leak for Republic Commando, and I thought that's what it was going to be it. And it was like, nope, it's this, which right. we don't really know what that is. It's just like, well, choose a bounty hunter and I guess fight. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, with all that said, I think we've covered all the all the big stuff and, and a lot of the small stuff from today's Nintendo Direct. Is there anything else uh, any of you want I to am... touch on? hurt ash there's there's a few things in here i think we could talk a little bit more about uh namely famicom detective club i don't think it's going to get a lot of you know a lot of interest honestly Mm -hmm. but i did not expect these games to ever get translated and come to the states and they look good i think they have a lot of potential like that sort of phoenix wright uh uh fans might click onto it just because mystery game and uh going through there i don't know it really clicked with me in a way that i did not expect and the fact that they're coming may 14th you know what i want to check them out i do i am legit interested um and want to see what uh what it has to offer i don't know what it's going to be but it's definitely something i want to look into I do too. I actually, my bad. I thought we had uh, we had already covered Famicom Detective Club. I could have sworn we did. So yeah, my bad. Nope. If we haven't, then yes, I am quite interested in these as well. Uh, my wife and I do enjoy playing visual novel type games together, and the fact that this is the you know the Famicom Detective Club series is first time coming to North America. Uh, it's really cool. What a neat surprise that we're even getting these games at all. I think it's cool for for visual novel fans. I'm I'm not one of those. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy for folks that want to see these localized, but for me, this is just not something that, that is piquing my interest. Uh, it looks good from an animation perspective and I can appreciate that, but I, I know without so much as playing it, that this is not a game that I would, uh, not your thing Mm. that I just wouldn't have a good time with. Yeah, definitely not my thing. It's a, it's a good time for it though, because visual novels have really grown in popularity lately. Yeah, it's it's, it's a great yeah. opportunity, and for people wondering, uh, the original I, I just tried, went to how long to beat to see if there's anything that was popped up there. But Famicom Detective Club Part Two, the girl who stands behind on I, I think I guess it's any uh, has to be Famicom was apparently seven hours long. So don't know how much that's been expanded because people have mentioned that they are thirty five dollars a piece. I'm not sure how long they'll be, but right, still pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do. Um, wanna... I definitely see oh, now. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 I was going to say, I want to point out my low point in the direct, and it was the thing that wasn't in it. That is Sonic Mania 2. Oh, my God. Oh, Preach. I wish. Oh God, I, I, yeah. wish. I had the GVG gang set up summoning circles for Sonic Mania 2, and it didn't work, and I am depressed. Where the hell yeah. is Sonic there, Mania where, 2? Yeah. Where is God damn it. Where is Sonic period? Yeah. Listen, I'll take, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but stick with me, I'll take another 3D Sonic. Just give me a Whoa, Sonic same. game. It is time. Yeah. <laughs> it is you. time. Same. Sonic Desperate Forces was times. what, like 2017? 2018? It 2016? It's been, it's been forever. It's, it's been a while. 17. Last yeah, year... No. 
like towards the beginning of last year, there was some press release or something that was like, "Hey, we're gonna bust out Sonic uh, announcements every month," and that did not happen at all. Yeah. Uh, and like, I felt like last year was kind of supposed to be the year for Sonic. And I think that probably got delayed because of COVID and everything. Uh, it is time. Where is Sonic? It Whether it's Sonic Mania time. or Three, what Sonic. are they waiting on? That's what I'm. What, Give me yeah, Sonic Adventure no Three. They announced yes. the new voice, or they didn't announce the new voice actor. But we know that um, I forget his name, but the current voice actor for Sonic isn't reprising his role. Which means yeah. that Roger they're Frank's working on right. something. Like, yeah. what is it? Something has to be coming. I don't know. But no, you are in you are in good company here, blessing. Because I, I think all of us would happily take another 3D Sonic game as well. Because it is a myth. It is an absolute myth that they're all bad. There are some there are some good 3D yeah. Sonic games out there. There's <laughs> only every other of them are bad. <laughs> yes, half exactly. of them are good. I promise. But, yeah, <laughs> Sonic Mania Two. I, there's just about nothing I want more than Sonic Mania Two or whatever the 2D follow up to Mania will be. So. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll hear something on that front soon. But now that I'm looking at the list, I do see the big thing, uh, the other big thing that I missed, Derek, and that is uh, actually a prediction that we got right, and that is the expansion pass for Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity was announced, and it's going to mm-hmm. be coming in two waves uh, th- throughout the year, actually. So June 2021 is the first wave, and then November is when the second wave drops, and they both bring with them various things like new character vignettes, new characters to play as, new moves and costumes. So, yeah, for, for Age of Calamity fans, and I count myself among, among that group, we've got a whole year of, of content basically coming for this game. So it's going to be alive for a while yet. Man, uh, I, I just have to be a little spicy on this one. <laughs> one, uh-huh. Pura and Robbie. I mean, I can't I mean, think it was of could characters be fun, right? in Zelda that I want to play as less. The other thing, like, they could have just put Expansion Pass 1999 includes 11 more frames per second and i'd be like all right take my 20 bucks <laughs> yeah please yeah that'll that'll make it run at, at least a steady 17 so fair point <laughs> I, yeah. I i need that game to perform a little better i will buy a new switch if it makes it run better it's a great game underneath all the technical shortcomings but i i also sure. just i did not get a strong vibe off of this dlc announcement because i, I What's a character like? Why do I want character vignettes? Why do I want to buy some character vignettes? It doesn't. Well, do much it's coming to sell as part me. of your overall purchase, right? I mean, it's better to have them than not. I would. Say. I, I get it's better to have them than not, but it seemed it was like the first bullet point on the November <laughs> delivery for the DLC. I'm like, whoa, yeah. character vignette. I I don't know why I want those. They didn't do a good job of informing me why I should want them. Who who's in them? Um. I would right. much prefer just new stages, new playable characters. Go crazy with it like they did with the last Hyrule Warriors if you want to. Like, sell me the season pass and give me Linkle and whatever other weird characters you come up with. I'd be fine with that, but... I, if I had to guess, Per and Robbie are going to be in the um, first uh, pa- pa- uh, set of DLC. And then the villains that they've... Been, that's been data mined will be in the second pack who, who and i think that's i think those vignettes will probably be something similar to the original hyrule warriors where here's some things from the perspective of these villains i guess right. that would and, be okay but i don't like aster at all aster is so boring and you, you got a good point steve for sure mm-hmm. i i, I, I mean, think that's the weakest part because the original hyrule warriors, hyrule warriors dlc was frigging amazing there was so much content and cool stuff added and characters but 
with, the other thing when is, you're limiting yourself to just Breath of the Wild, it makes it a lot harder. If you're going to have me pre-order and get uh, a new outfit or something, at least show me what that outfit is. <laughs> if that's the pre-order right. incentive, I want to at least know what it looks like. Before I mean, it's I not until May, so I, I'm guessing there has to be some other with as uh, us not getting a ton of information on some of this stuff. I feel like there has to be a Zelda Focus Direct by May sometime. I think we're going to get a Zelda 35th Anniversary Direct. We did get a, we did get a Mario Anniversary Direct, and I know that Nintendo isn't typically great about recognizing all their franchises' various anniversaries, but I do think, for better and worse, that Mario and Zelda are set apart from that. I, I, I think that Mario and Zelda will get that treatment. And, that, and that's not to say that it doesn't bother me that Metroid and Star Fox and Mother and all of them don't get that treatment. They should. But I do think Nintendo, I, I just don't, I don't see them letting Zelda's 35th anniversary come and go without making it a celebration, without making it a thing, personally. See, I'm, sh- I'm shocked that we got Skyward Sword and we got this DLC and that wasn't looped into that. Like, that kind of, mm-hmm. for me, that kind of bodes uh, badly for what Zelda's 35th anniversary might be. Because, like, if that's mm-hmm. the case, then what is, that, what is that going to end up as? For me, this feels like... Nintendo kind of looking looking around, reading the room, and being like, "All right, do we have enough to really call this a Zelda anniversary, or should we just package these things up individually and put them out?" Um, I hope we get one though. I think that'd be awesome. Like, I, I think it. And I I would really like in the in in the best case scenario, me living in my dream world. You know, it'd be awesome to get <laughs> Majora's Mask and Ocarina. It'd be awesome to get Wind Waker and Twilight Princess all ported mm-hmm. to the Switch in twenty twenty one. Yes. yes. Um, and like I don't know, give me Zelda thirty five, like Mario thirty five, but dungeons. Like, <laughs> oh man, that, oh, that sounds would be awesome. sick. Right? I, mean, I would love yeah, that. that'd be cool. I, I I've mentioned to these guys before, blessing that uh, port Four Swords Adventures. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they get online that too. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, there, there's a I, lot of yeah. stuff they could do, but it's like, are are I, in, will they in, do it with Nintendo? It's like, will they do it? You know, do you guys have the stuff? Right. And I guess maybe they were in a tough position because on one hand, maybe they didn't want to lead with Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD because those are more Wii U ports. Maybe they wanted to lead with something new. It which is, is exciting to have HD. a brand new port rather that than... Is, yeah. That's true. So, you know, and, but it just may be that they're also not ready to kick off the 35th anniversary branded celebrations yet. So maybe we're... Maybe it's all going to be roped in together. Like, hey, we all... Later on this year, we get a direct. Hey, we already announced Covered Sword. Here's what else is coming. Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, mm. Ocarina and Majora 3DS, hopefully. See, um, I, yeah. I want that to be true. I'm going to choose at this point not to believe it just because sure. yeah. my, I could see my hype getting way too high and then just being <laughs> for the rest of the year about Nintendo not giving me stuff that they never <laughs> they never announced. They never promised. They never right. Sure. I, I absolutely want my Switch to be the home for as many Zelda games as I can get on it. I would love to be able to play Ocarina, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword. Give me all you the 3DS, 3DS ports. Give me Link Between place. Worlds. Yeah. Link Between man. Worlds. Hell yeah. yeah. I would love that. But at this point, I do wonder because this, this was essentially, you know, a, a direct where they were just putting out everything they could. And a mm. lot of stuff for existing games, so it feels like maybe Nintendo's in- output has been impacted just heavily enough to where a 35th Zelda anniversary celebration isn't in the cards form. They just don't have the bandwidth to do it. Um, right. So I don't know. I'm hopeful, but I'm I'm gonna choose to be pessimistic about it so that if it does happen, <laughs> I'm just over the moon excited. Hard in your if heart, it Steve. Happen, I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> so. No, nah, I understand. It's very much up in the air. 
Uh, although, mm-hmm. as we have mentioned a few times throughout this, you know, keep in mind that this is really uh, the first party output only for the first half of the year. So the second mm-hmm. half of the year, other than Skyward Sword HD, of course, the second half of the year, still, though, is still completely open. Uh, so True. who knows what that might bring? Um, I guess one other minor thing we haven't mentioned is uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection coming on June 10th. And I think that was this was something that we all kind of it was rumored earlier sooner or later. Yeah. And it, it, it's a good fit. It makes sense to have the, the Ninja Gaiden uh, 3D trilogy on Switch. Uh, I still love the 8-Bit trilogy myself. I'd still love to see 8-Bit, Hayabusa, and Smash. But this is cool. <laughs> and this will give me a chance to see to, to check out these games because I never really did other yeah, than a bit same. of the first one. Yeah. I remember thinking I'm in the same boat, so it'd be nasty fun. hard when I was playing them uh, on the Xbox. Uh-huh. So I, I wonder if I even have it in me to play these. I never beat. Sure. any of those Ninja Gaiden games. And I kind of just heard through, you know, their reputation that they were unbearably difficult. So I played, I played <laughs> this, a bit of... But people have hardened of, themselves off of uh, Dark Souls now. They, like, well, this, surely this can't be much of a challenge now, all those Dark Souls players. <laughs> right. Yeah, I ain't one of those, though. I mean, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we move on, I do want to extend a warm welcome in the chat to the Playa 1994, whose name I don't recognize. So thank you for joining our live mm. audience here, and we're welcome. happy to have you here. Nice. And we hope to see you here for many more TNTs. Absolutely. Uh, from now. Yeah. Um, yeah, really the other stuff, unless there's something I'm missing, Derek, we got Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville, the true, uh, the true Megaton announcement here, Stubbs the Zombie. Yeah, Stubbs the Zombie out of nowhere. March 16th. Which, okay. Yeah. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium is available today, which is something I do want to check out. Um, oh, I'll have to reach out to Capcom. That's like the worst shadow that. drop of all time. I, know. I don't yeah, know that yeah. we need to reach out to Capcom for that. It's like a free-to-play game. It, then, it's free-to-play, so you don't have to actually just, reach well, out it is, it, But if you want everything, it's 40 bucks. Well, you yeah, want, I like, get everything that. Everything it has but, to offer. Yeah. Right. I, I will tell but you from true. years of making deals in this industry for review code and all that other stuff, they never hook you up with the in-app purchases. <laughs> they'll, they'll Good point. Like, You're right. They yeah, don't. That's here, here's app. your code for the base game with nothing attached. I mean, yeah, unless true. it's a season pass or they have the ultimate edition, most publishers aren't going to go out of their way to get you right. DLC codes. Hey, you know what, though? I'll say this, Steve. Capcom did hook me up with the, the Mega Man 11 arranged soundtrack back when they gave me the review code for that, so I gotta hand them credit for that. I don't they know, did, man. That sounds like a bribe. What are you doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, what Tales from the Borderlands is coming. We're getting the, the Monster Hunter Rise Edition Switch Pro Controller. That's a cool surprise for Monster Hunter fans. Yeah. Uh, there, Samurai there's Warriors 5. Cool things coming. But nothing, uh, hard, not a lot of megatons, I guess, um, is the big right. thing. Excuse you, DC Superhero Girls. Oh, yes. That is power, true. Oh, right? That Which is true. actually, the art style looked pretty cool. It seemed like it was quite uh, faithful. To the the longer that thing went, the more I was like, I might try this out. You know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same. It could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it looks yeah. Like it doesn't look bad. You know what? For ostensibly a girl game, which, screw that whole idea. But you know what? For fans of the show, that kind of fit seems like it really grabs what that show's about. And you don't see that too often. I, I actually in, legit want to play that because my daughter loves that show. So I've seen many episodes of that show, which it's unbearably bad. But the, <laughs> the game at least looks like some the one of the very few games that I could probably play with my kid and not feel like I'm just wasting my life away playing a video game I hate. So I could mm. probably get through it at least. <laughs> And uh, that alone would be worth it. I'd like to see her, you know, I mean, <laughs> I bought this kid 
so I don't know. None of y'all have daughters, right? Or Derek, you have daughters, right? Or a daughter? Uh, Amy does. Yeah. Amy uh, has a. She she's what age? Does she? You know what? I don't even Seven. need to ask that. Does she collect LOL or OMG dolls? Yes. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> I bought my kid the official OMG video game for the Switch for Christmas. That is the biggest. Ooh flamingest pile of shit i've ever seen that like, I don't sounds know. like a I thought terrible Nintendo idea. certified games this thing is like an n64 game like a bad one it Oof. is so ugly and so terrible like i will i i need to capture some footage just to share with you just so you can see what i'm talking about because i didn't <laughs> think there was such a thing as a game that wasn't worth five dollars this thing is like <laughs> oh i way overpaid for this <laughs> it is it I is mean... one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life I mean that seems fair only because we recently just way overpaid for Fight Crab. So yeah, dude, Fight yeah. Crab is so straight up triple A compared to this. <laughs> fair enough. Don't, don't fair you enough. dare talk down about Fight Crab. Thank right? you. Yeah, somebody bad. understands the energy that Fight Crab brings. I played that oh, game yeah. once and I was like, that's enough. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> <play> it <anymore. laughs> but it was a fun yeah. one time of playing it. Yeah, that's time, that's yeah. pretty much how it is. <laughs> my my but. my wife and I tried uh, two player. We just it's split screen two player. And when you know, I was like, well, I just dropped twenty bucks on this game for, for twenty our stream, bucks. So it's yeah. twenty bucks. That's the part that hurt. If it was like five bucks, no, but even 10, ten bucks, yeah, fine. Twenty bucks for that nonsense though hurt a little bit. So I'm like, damn okay, it, fair. I'm getting I'm getting extra value out of this. So babes, you're playing this with me, and we played it. And she was like, what the fuck is this nonsense? I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, damn, man. Awesome. damn good yeah. game. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'm still going to play that Tanuki <laughs> skateboarding game one of these days. The Vaporwave. Oh, you, yeah. you try it first and let one. us know. Yeah, yeah, the Vaporwave one. <laughs> vaporwave. Um, Rob Arman X was some. Rob Arman X was some bad, some bad Zelda vibes here in the chat. Imagine Skyward Sword HD is the only Zelda thing released this year, and Breath of the Wild Two is the 2023 holiday title. I, oh that, my that's God. a timeline I want nothing to do with, man. That is. I don't think it's <laughs> only going to be. Uh, uh, Skyward Sword HD. I think they're gonna. No, no, no. There's gonna be more. Know. I do think so. I really do think so. And I. I don't know if we're I gonna don't... get Breath of the Wild two this year. I'll say that right now. I uh, yeah. I'm thinking that's looking more like spring next year, right now ish. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. all right. Well, to to wrap up, then uh, I'd like to get all of your. Now that we've talked about it, we've had some chance to dissect it, think about it. Uh, out of ten, what would you give today's uh, full-length general-purpose Nintendo Direct, the first one in a year and a half? Uh, Blessing, let's start with you since you are our very special guest. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to come off harsh, but that is because I love Nintendo and I want to see, see Nintendo thrive. And so with that, I'd probably give it... Are we good with point fives? Can we give half scores here? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Cool. I'll give it a 6.5 out of ten. Uh, right. I think for where Nintendo's at right now, I just want a lot more. You know, I, I want to be thriving the way that we were thriving in, in earlier years of the Switch. And I feel like uh, we're not there yet, but there's still some cool stuff here that I know people are going to enjoy and love. And shout out to games like No More Heroes 3 and Splatoon and uh, uh, Mario Golf. And so with that, 6.5. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Uh, Steve, what about you? Man, I was actually going to rate it a 6 or a 7, so I guess I'm right around where where Blessing is. I'll I'll go ahead and be a little more optimistic, because Splatoon 3 really did get me. I'll give it a 7, because like I said, Splatoon 3 for me is a real big deal, but it's also 2022, so Mm -hmm. it's a long wait until we get to... And we don't know when Mm -hmm. in 2022. It could be November 2022, so... um, I, I'm definitely super hyped for that. No More Heroes 3, again, is a, a real big one. I think without those two games, this would have been closer to a 5 for me. 
Um, okay. But but overall, good direct. Like like I said at the beginning, good direct, not great. I but sure. that's cool. I think there's a lot of stuff yeah. for a lot of different types of players in this one. All right, yeah. Derek, you're up. Uh, when I came off the out of this direct, I was like, that was all really good stuff. But looking in a more granular sense, reflecting on it, I, my opinion has dropped a little bit. That said, the big stuff is really big. Pyra, of course. Um, Splatoon 3 is, of course, uh, the hype is all heck. Uh, no More Heroes 3. Mario Golf is a legit surprise. Uh, and same with, I, I don't know why, but I'm legit ex- uh, interested in Sam, uh, Famicom Detective Club. I think that has a lot sure. of potential. Uh, and Metopia, if only because I think that's, that there's some fun to be had there. There's some really interesting, unique ideas in here and games I wouldn't mind picking up or reviewing. Um, but nothing super megaton outside of, you know, what you'd expect. So I'd probably fall on the 7.5, I think. Almost there. Almost a good return. But they can do better as far as gotcha. the big, big games. I think one more big thing on the same level of Splatoon 3 years, uh, or Pyra could easily put it to an 8 or 9. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much in lockstep with you guys. Um, I, I would say, like Steve said, it was a good direct, not a great one. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited. Again, I've mentioned Legend of Mana. It was a really cool surprise. That's awesome. Splatoon 3, I wasn't expecting at all. That's great to know that that's coming. It's in the works, and I love that they're going with the whole chaos thing. They're actually using the Splatfest to inform the story of the third game like they did before. I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, Metopia on its, on its face is pretty cool, and I love that it also opens the doors for, potentially for other 3DS to switch ports. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush interested me in ways that I never expected it to with the story mode and the speed golf mode. Uh, of course, Pyra and Mithra. I'm pretty, you know, pretty excited about that. Not like over the moon about it like you are, Derek, but I'm certainly happy that they're in. Um, Fall Guy's coming to Switch. I'm happy. I just wish it was coming sooner. Uh, so yeah, just in general, good direct, not great. And I think I'm, I'm settled at about a 7 out of 10 for this. So yeah, I think uh, there's room for, for improvement, but for the first direct in over a year and a half full-length direct i'm pretty happy with it and Mm -hmm. uh again i'm really looking forward to seeing more about pyra and mithra and smash of course so uh with that said that brings us to the end of our post direct discussion for uh today's episode of today's news tonight but before we head out uh blessing why don't you tell our wonderful audience where they can find more of you man yeah, uh, once again, I am Blessing at EOA Jr. If you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, I am there at Blessing Jr. That is at Blessing Jr. Uh, I make content over uh, on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We have a bunch of different shows and podcasts there, like Kind of Funny Games Daily, which is our video game news show. You have PS Love You XOXO, which is our PlayStation podcast, and much, much more, including The Blessing Show, which is my video essay slash video feature series of videos that um, you know I do to break down what's up in the world of video games in under 10 minutes. And so if that sounds up your alley, definitely go over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games and check those out. Uh, and again, thanks. Thanks again, guys, for having me here. I had a really good time discussing Nintendo directs. Usually we don't get to like break down, break them down this granular over at kind of funny. And so this is a very good time and I very much appreciate the depth that we went into. Uh, thank no you, way. Man, we're cool. happy to have you anytime. We'd love to have you back. And by the way, uh, we haven't mentioned this, but this is episode 50. So you are our oh, yeah. very, very oh. special guest for our 50th episode. So yeah. thank you awesome. for joining us for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who it was in the chat. I might've been Adam Davis, but somebody in the chat, Steve mentioned or, or asked if you would be willing 
to do the EP dance in my stead since I'm reading the list tonight. So I'll oh, let you sure. make that decision Why not? yourself. <laughs> but all right. I dance right, cool. about as well as any person with my uh, level of melanin can. So let's do this. Nice. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Well, that brings us to the end. So, uh, yeah, as always, we have to give a, a special thanks to uh, everybody who helps make this show happen, particularly our uh, producers or our uh, patrons at the producer tier and above, because without you, this show would not be possible. So thank you very much. Uh, and, of course, a very, very special thank you to our uh, patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine people include, here we go, Jonathan Belmare, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating Mew, Aiko Carroll, Christopher, The D-Pad, Guillaume Monet, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Fax, aka Jesse M, Vedran Hotik, Makalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Azran127, Kimbrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Mitchell Herring, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog23100, Brooke, Young Ben Kenobi, Charles Zaz, Douglas Chomix, Andrew Medeiros, Aurum M, Brady Power, Phantom 23, Scott Barber, Patrick Harrison, Rocks the Cat, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Lynx, Sean Davis, Deaneth, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Asish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Seth Walker, Hubi, Marcos Conchas, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Pardo Bowling. I'm sorry, Mom. I love you, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Umi 87. The Flying Tacos, Scuff196, and finally, Naughty Senpai. Uh, thank you all so much for your incredible support of our channel and everything we do. We really are so humbled by just uh, all the support you've shown us. And as always, uh, if you are interested in, uh, in interacting with us and our special guests throughout today's news tonight, like our patrons have today, you can head on over to patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can join our live audience tier for $5 a month. But there are also other tiers that you can join if you, if you are interested in supporting us, uh, going all the way down to $1 a month. So um, we'd appreciate you if you can do that. But obviously, no matter what, we appreciate you regardless because you're, you're here with us, you're watching our show. So even if all you can do is drop a like and a subscribe, we are so thankful for that, and we appreciate every single one of our supporters. So with that said, we'll see you guys for our next show on Friday. And until then, good night and good vibes, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone.